Welcome to Be Your Own Muse, the Spelman College Museum of Fine Arts podcast series where we highlight conversations with black women cultural producers. I'm Floyd Hall, and this conversation is an extension of the current exhibition, Micheline Thomas, Mentors, Muses, and Celebrities. And as we think about the title of, of this show and what those words mean, mentors, muses, and celebrities, it's important to have conversations that reflect that, and we're happy to reach into our community here at the museum and uh, invite important people who can help articulate maybe the depth of those relationships. So I'm happy today to speak with Dr. Colette Hopkins and Tabitha James. Dr. Hopkins, Tabitha, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. So let's talk about how you all meet and what is this relationship really about. So I'll start with you, Dr. Hopkins. Talk about that. Um, I worked at Families First as an education advocate for children, particularly children in group homes. My job is to figure out where they are educationally and take them forward in that process. So Tabitha was assigned to me about five years ago. She was in high school and was at the point of graduation. So that's how we met. Tabitha, talk about the first time, if you can recall that time, the first time that you met Dr. Hopkins. The very first time I met Dr. Hopkins, like she said, was I was in high school. I was a senior. I was close to graduation. And um, it was a Wednesday because she came on Wednesdays. And she just had her little pen and paper, and she just started asking me, all these like crazy questions and my initial thing was I am not meeting with her anymore because she is in my business too much um so she asked like about college and what I planned on doing and how I was going to get there and at the time I didn't have answers because it was just something nobody ever sat down and asked me like I knew I wanted to go to college but I didn't know exactly how I was going to get to college. Um, and she just kind of sat with me. I want to say our first meeting was longer um, because we just tried to come up with, with the long plan and then schools I wanted to go to and things I wanted to do and what exactly did I want to go to school for. I don't even think I was decided at that moment. But I knew I wanted to go to a four-year university. Um and she pretty much, we just laid out a plan, and she was like, I'm going to help you get there. And that was that. Yeah. You know, working, doing the kind of work that I do, um, working with young people, most of whom are in trouble, some type of trouble, having issues, um, what I've found is that it's hard to try not to be straightforward because they don't really have a lot of time. They, they can't afford for people to um, waste their time with them. They have to get on a plan, figure it out. Um, issues that other young people at their ages are not having to deal with, they have to address immediately. Like, where are you going to sleep tonight? Um, Tabitha's a mom. She has two little children. Who's going to take care of your children? How are you going to feed them? 
where they're going to go to school. You know, it, it's really um, not dealing with frivolous things. And so I have to be very straightforward with them, and we have to get on a plan very quickly. Are they end up, some of them lose their children. Some of them lose their, you know, place that they're living in, just those kinds of issues. So um, I don't have a lot of time. And, you know, I met her, you were a senior, mm -hmm. and she needed to graduate from high school. And I was brought in because there was an if around whether or not she was going to graduate, and it was already the spring of the year. And it wasn't for me, it wasn't an if. I was like, you will graduate. Now let's figure out what do we have to do in order to make that happen. And so on the day she graduated, I was the person in the audience who was like, loud with a bright and you could like hear and see her and they were like y'all at the top right and you could still hear and see her like she was at the top and she was like loud like but I had told you I was going to be yeah. that person I told her I said there she says well are you coming to my graduation I said you won't miss me <laughs> there is no way that you will miss me I will be there Tabitha how did how did that make you feel um, it definitely felt good because she had been there through a lot. Like, senior year was a struggle, like a big struggle. So just to see her there, um, I just felt like it was an accomplishment for me, but then I felt like it was an accomplishment for the both of us because it was a lot of teamwork, I would say, put into me graduating. Now, with this exhibition, um, you talk about some of the challenges that Tabitha was facing and, uh, and others like her. I think in this exhibition, um, when I talked to McAleen, about the artwork that's on display, there's a, a thread with a lot of the women who were in this exhibition. A lot of these women, whether they are real women or fictional characters, are, are facing challenges. And usually, um, well, not often, but at times, someone shows up in a moment where they are in most in need of that person to show up um, as a mentor, as a friend, as someone who can who can help them get to that next step. So. Dr. Hopkins, um, in your role in doing that for Tabitha, did you already know what kind of investment you were going to have to make to to get her where, where she is today? Um, absolutely. I, absolutely. I love the title of the exhibit. And I did, in preparation for this interview, I asked Tabitha to look up um, she knew already, you know, what a celebrity was, but do you really understand what a mentor is? Do you understand what a muse is? And for me, Tabitha is my muse. You understand? Um, I may be her mentor, but I need her to understand that I get up in the morning because of Tabitha. Um, I get up not only for Tabitha, but I get up for Elizabeth, who's her daughter. Um, I don't know Jeremiah, her little son, <laughs> as well, because he's still, you know, useless, you know, little <laughs> tiny thing. But Elizabeth and Tabitha, when I see them, it makes my day bright. And when I talk to Tabitha, Tabitha's getting ready to go to Morocco, study abroad. I just don't know that many young people 
in foster care or coming out of foster care who have those kinds of opportunities and who want them. This is what Tabitha wants for her life. And I love looking at her and talking to her. We went out to have lunch one day, and we ate everything that was on the menu, and then we realized that neither one of us had any money. (laughs) And we had to figure it out. And it was like, so this is, oh, and we had Elizabeth and my granddaughter, so we had kids with us. So it wasn't about just saying we'd wash dishes or something. We had to figure out, how are we going to do this? And we figured it out, you know. I was willing to ask strangers or get a cup or something, do whatever. But, you know, we figured out how we were going to eat. But it's like just I enjoy looking at where she is and and knowing where she's going to end up. You know, it's an inspiration. So, yeah. Tabitha, when when you hear Dr. Hopkins talk about you that way, um, and it seems as though she's been talking about you that way for quite some time. How have you begun to, to, to see yourself differently in terms of what you are now capable of going into the world? Um, well, like, listening to Dr. Hopkins, well, before I met her, like, there weren't, like, too many people who talked to me about college or just, like, believing in me or what I could do. Because it's like, when you're in foster care, they push, like, two-year universities down your throat or get a trade or go to a technical school. So for somebody to believe in me, like, the way she believes in me, it feels good. Because I don't want to say she's the only one who has faith in me like that, but she's almost the only one who has, like, the strongest faith. Like, and I wake up, and I know, like, I could do certain things because she's told me I could do certain things. So if I know, like, it's just one person out there who believes in me, like, it makes a big difference on what you feel like you can do. Um, Because I feel like I wouldn't have gotten as far as I have without her help because I didn't really like know how to apply for college or get into college let alone like the whole graduating from high school thing like I said I was going to college and there was still like an if on if I was graduating from high school so it's just like the stuff you don't think about because nobody is going to help you figure it out um so when she came in it definitely gave me a bigger perspective like on what I could do with myself and what I could do with my life so, yeah, it definitely just, it feels good. And it changed a lot about, like, how I thought of myself or what I thought I could accomplish. Um, it made me just think bigger than, like, the box they put you in when you're in foster care. I know one of the things that Micheline also mentioned about this exhibition as it relates to what a muse is. And, Dr. Hopkins, you talked about Tabitha being your muse. And Micheline even mentioned that, as she began to know herself better, she realized that she was her muse. She was her own muse. And this podcast is called Be Your Own Muse. So, Tabitha, as you consider what what that word means, um, both you as a muse for Dr. Hopkins, but maybe even for yourself or for uh, your daughter and your son, how do you how do you think about yourself in that way? What do you mean, like, as a muse? Yeah. Um... I would say just, I don't know, I get up every morning and some days, I don't know, it's hard, but then other days it's just like, like Dr. Hopkins said, there's not too many people my age doing what I'm doing. So I use that as my own inspiration because I just feel like I'm setting a standard for the girls who come after me, for the girls who are in the house now. Like I need them to know just because 
it's hard like it's gonna be hard for a while but you can do it um so like I just use that as my motivation every day if that makes sense I think we get it <laughs> makes sense Dr. Hopkins as as a mentor for Tabitha and others I'm curious about who are and were your mentors because this doesn't seem to be something that sort of comes organically. I think there's often other relationships that, that kind of inform how we develop our own sense of, of leadership in this way. So who would you count as as your mentors? I've had so many. I've had so many people who just assumed that I was going to be who I am. I can't even tell you how many, um, starting from when I was a little girl. The expectations were always there, the belief in me, the things people would say to me. And it always told me, you are special. And I love that. I love that. And I love being able to let young people know how special they are because I know what a difference that made in my life. I grew up in South Carolina, little. I mean, my parents, my mother was the only one in her family of 12 children who graduated from high school. And she not only graduated from high school, we graduated from college on the same day. And then she went on to graduate school. And so looking at my mom, I was like, whoa, you know, girl, you did it. And we had nothing, nothing, absolutely nothing. My father was, um, when I was growing up, was a waiter in a country club um, in South Carolina. In other words, he was basically enslaved, you know, just making tips and doing whatever to support his family. But what I realized and kind of looked up one day and said, I looked at my neighborhood, I looked at my friends, and we were the one of the only intact families in my life that my father was there, my parents were married. On, on whatever day your daddy and mom was supposed to show up, my parents showed up. And he went to Benedict. He could not finish because he just didn't have the money, but he was one of the smartest men that I knew. And we all talked to him about, well, why don't you quit being a waiter and do something else? These are his little children talking trash to him. And he did. And um, so there was no doubt in my mind that we were a special family. And being in a special family, that meant that I was special. And everybody affirmed it all of my life. And some people say, well, you're just spoiled. I said, no, 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 no. I was never spoiled. They think of me that way because I tend to be very positive, but I was not spoiled. I worked for everything. I, I had jobs. I was a lifeguard at the pool when black people weren't even permitted to be in a pool. I worked at camps for children with disability to have money in the summer. Um, so I wasn't spoiled, but I was loved and I was respected, and people constantly told me that um, I could be anybody I wanted to be. And they helped me to do that. So I've been loved by a community. Even my family loved me, but it was a community that loved me. And so when I'm with um, Tabitha, and, and she can tell you, I yell at her, I fuss with her. 
But I love her, and um, it's that unconditional love that I grew up having. So being a mentor to young women and some young men um, wasn't hard because I had been mentored. So I watched that all of my life as it happened to me. I think of Lucius Outlaw as a mentor. I met him when I was in undergraduate school, and he's been in my life ever since. That's the other thing is... You know, I tell my young people is that this isn't a relationship that's based upon my having a job. Because even when I don't have that job, I'm still going to be like, why you ain't doing what you're supposed to be doing? I'm still going to be up in your business because that's what you do. It's not about I do this because this is my work. I do this because this is my life. And the people who were in my life are still in my life, you know? It's that kind of relationship. Tabitha, are you ready for Dr. Hopkins to be in your life for the long run? She is in my life for the long run. She don't even work there anymore. I don't work at Family Source anymore. She's like, she, we're like stuck together, <laughs> which is a good thing. Mm-hmm. I enjoy it. Yeah. Dr. Hopkins, you talk about you and your mother and graduating on the same day and how your mother went on to uh, continue to go to graduate school. And I think about what Micheline Thomas talked about with her mother. Her mother played a very important role in her life as one of her first muses um, after some troubles that they had had as a, as a mother and daughter. Um, and so I think about that as you talk about what you talked about. And so I want to ask you, Tabitha, because of you and your daughter, um, what are some of the things that you think about as you consider motherhood going forward based on this relationship that you've had with Dr. Hopkins? Um, I just, I always try to stay positive and just let her know that she can do whatever she puts her mind to. Like, she's a five-year-old, so of course, every day it's something different. I want to be a ballerina, I want to be a doctor, I'm going to be a lawyer, I'm going to be a firefighter. I was just like, hey, you can do it all. Um, I think Sometime last week, a boy told her, you can't be a firefighter. You're a girl. And I was like, you better march up to him and tell him that I can do whatever I put my mind to. And she did because the teacher called. But, um, yeah, like, just do, you can be, like, you can do whatever you put your mind to doing. Um, So she's fearless. She's a pretty fearless five-year-old. So... I I enjoy watching her because that's something, that's like the security I didn't have when I was her age. I was shy. I didn't talk to people. I didn't communicate. I didn't, just because I didn't have anybody tell me, hey, you can do this. You speak your mind. You're you're an individual person. So I um, try to encourage her to have her own personality and to know, like, you can do anything. So that's pretty much our relationship. And Dr. Hopkins will tell you, she is a fearless five-year-old. <laughs> She's a very nice and very bright young yes. woman. Yeah. We've talked a lot about what you, Dr. Hopkins, want for Tabitha. But I'm curious, Tabitha, about what you want for Dr. Hopkins in terms of her life going forward. In terms of her life. Well, what does she already have? Um, I don't know. I want her to be proud of me, if that makes sense. Um, because this is somebody who 
goes like above and beyond for me for the past four or five years. Um, and I don't mean that just as far as education. She shows up for everything, like defects meetings, panels, um, meetings at the house, like anything. Books for school, just so this is somebody who's made a big impact, and like I just don't see her as somebody who's like been working for an organization to help me. She's more of like family. She's one of those people who you know, like if you're in trouble, that you can call or text or email at four in the morning. And she's probably up because she's crazy, <laughs> and and she'll respond and she'll get it done. Or if you need something, you know she'll be there even if it's just words of encouragement so I really just want her to be proud like I want her to be proud of me of the people who come after me because I know like that's enough for her like she doesn't ask of much of anything just to do what you're supposed to do um so yeah I just really want to make her proud so I want to graduate and I want to go on to graduate school and I want to I just want to pave the way for young women behind me, like just as she's done, and that's it. Dr. Hopkins, any uh, final words as we as we close? You know, one of the things that I talked to Tabitha about is her real estate, um, and I tell her your real estate is so valuable. Um, my story for um, a lot of people and my mother's story and my daughter's story and now my granddaughter's story. Our stories are important um, for people who live ordinary lives. I'm not asking people to, you know, just be crazy and try to be superstars or celebrities, but you are a celebrity in your own right. And I talked to Tabitha about the value of her real estate. I tell her, I said, you are a young person without parents, without the traditional support of family, who is making the most of your opportunities. You are going to college. Just If you recognize that in the state of Georgia, and a lot of people don't like this particular statistic that only 8% of young people in foster care ever graduate from high school. The majority of young people in foster care end up homeless, um, are in prison. And when you talk about a young person like Tabitha with little children graduating from college, getting ready to do study abroad, she needs to tell people that story and tell how she did it. You know, yeah, she has a mentor. She has support. And she has other people who help her. But if she didn't do the work herself, it, it, this story would not exist. So her real estate is so valuable that it's amazing to me. Just her going out and doing speaking engagements and letting people know that this is possible. I am a young African-American woman who had to raise myself because she was on her own, you know, until she came into foster care. It was very hard. 
And um, she did this. And then that she has two little children. And she's getting ready to do study abroad. How do you do that? How do you figure that stuff out? Yes, she has help, but she did this. And so, um, you know, I'm, I'm amazed at what we all are capable of doing and how important it is for us to realize that sometimes they don't need, you know, like millions of dollars. They just need you to help. You know, you need to fill out this form right here, and it has to be in by tomorrow morning. And we might have to stay up all night to get it done. That's what they need. That's what young people out here need. And so, you know, just trying to be um, an inspiration or a gift to someone, just being that caring adult that some of them need in their lives, that's all. That's what it, that's all it, that's the legacy. Dr. Hopkins, <laughs> Tabitha, thank you both for your time. Thank you. Thank you. Woo-hoo.